the Loud Sports Show. Both teams play hard. I'm a man. I'm 40. Both teams play hard. What? Both teams play hard. I'm sorry, Fiesta. Both teams play hard. Diddly. Poo. God bless and good night. Send it in, Jerome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for episode number 26 of the Loud Sports Show. As always, I am Justin. I am joined here by Anthony, and we, we took a week off unexpectedly. I, I took off for vacation. Uh, I ended up going down to New Orleans for five days. Uh, I actually got to take part or take in the uh, ESPN Avengers game, which live in the arena wasn't really anything at all, to be honest with you. Live was, on uh, ESPN, it wasn't anything either. Apparently, you had to go to ESPN Plus or ESPN2. I had no idea. Who yeah, cares? We, yeah, we found out more about this game after the fact than anything. Um, the fact that, I mean, it, it was pretty – did you end up checking it out at all? I actually nope. went back and watched on ESPN Plus. Nope. It was pretty cool, dude. I'm, I don't rewatch sporting events. I, I mean, usually I don't either, but I had, to, I had to understand what was different about this basketball game than everything else. I don't know. They had things over the guys tracing the ball. I saw that one thing. I was like, I'm out. Goodbye. I don't need this. They could barely keep track of it. So See, but it was more than that. Long short, they basically selected three guys from each team. And it was like this Avengers challenge, okay? See who was going to be crowned the champion. And they had a scoring system. It was the Warriors because the Warriors won the game. Well, obviously that. But it was Wiggins, uh, Steph Curry, Draymond Green from the Warriors. And then they had Lonzo Ball, Ingram, and Zion from the Pelicans. And only when those guys touched the ball did like their names kind of flash on the screen. And they were recruited by each member of the Avengers. So like certain, like Captain America was following Zion and Iron Man, I think, was following... Uh, uh, Brandon Ingram has followed both of those guys to the trainer's room. <laughs> well, the next game, <clears throat> excuse me, both those guys were. That's why I said I, I'm lucky I actually went to that Monday game. Uh, but watching on TV, I noticed there was like different colors of smoke when they were shooting. It was almost like NBA Jam. There was different colors of smoke when they hit the ball. Like if Wiggins, so Wiggins was, was scouted by a Black Panther, if he hit the shot, the Black Panther logo pop up every now and then. Sure. They'd go for a dunk, they'd be like Thunder. It, it, was, it was pretty cool. I'll put it this I, way. I guess. It was in a more adult-looking version. Remember when they did the Super Bowl? They had it on Nickelodeon, and they showed like all. I don't know if you ever saw that. You know, you I don't know, know if it, was, about, it wasn't the Super Bowl, but it was the green slime and stuff. Yeah, yeah no, had, no thanks. It was like an adult version, kind of of, nope. of that. No, is what I kind of saw. But I'm out. Hey, I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was pretty cool, to be honest with you. You, you like I said, I, I, I had like to go back and look at it. Straightforward. In in the game itself, the game itself was interesting. Um, Steph Curry. <laughs> I wanted to leave a little early. They were up by 15. They were up by 20 at one point. Yeah, it was great. They were up by 20 at one point. Great. This guy bet on the Warriors over here. This guy was great. Um, and I was debating whether or not to leave. I looked at the scoreboard. I'm like. No sweats. He's got 39 and like and like five assists. Fire away. I'm like. And it wasn't. They closed it down to 15. And I saw Curtis reach over to the bench. And I was like, he's coming back out. Never got he's close. He's coming back out. He only ended up scoring, I think, 42. Maybe 40. I, I forget. He, he, didn't get, he didn't get close to 50. Um, but it, it was a cool experience just to be able to see Steph Curry and Zion. The truth is, the truth is, when we first booked those tickets, I was more worried this far in the season, both those guys might sit. I might not to see either of them play. So going down to the game and and, and finding out it was the it was the Marvel Avengers game. I thought that gave me a little bit more reassurance. That don't mean nothing. At least they were gonna play. The, the, that's what, sure. you know what I mean. That, that's what I think. At least they were gonna play. Well, they're both competing for a playing spot, so yeah, they were gonna play for that reason. But other than that, they. Psh- Coaches ain't been shy to sit guys on national televised games. I don't mean nothing to them. But that this time they would have had Captain America and Iron Man looking for him. So <laughs> I don't think they're going for that. But but it was a pretty cool presentation. Um, I I, th- I thought they had did a store a Star Wars one in the past. Um, the year before. Maybe I'm bugging you. Saying I no. have no idea. Um, I thought they did it last year, but I would look. I, w- I would actually embrace them doing this once a year, doing a Star Wars theme one. Um, why? What? What is why? Because because I'll tell you why. Because every single game on television is presented the same way. It's not going to kill you once a year, twice nah, a year. No, it's not presented the same way. You know why it's not presented the same way? Why? Because these stars don't want to play. So some games actually suck on national television because okay. I'm watching a G League squad out there because it's rest day. And some days I'm watching that. No. So no, even more reason need, to do need, something I, fun, no? Nope. I don't need gimmicks. Put put the guys on the court people want to see. I guess. I mean, I just – I thought it was a cool – just cool breakup of just a regular broadcast. I mean, I didn't think it was – it didn't take away from the actual game itself. It just kind of gave you something else to, to kind of do during the game. I, well, that's why I, I watched mind the it. straight feed on ESPN. Straight, straight I had cash. no money. idea what else was going on. Yeah. 
when I watched the replay, it was like, oh, regular feed on this channel. I feel like when I'm on the regular channel, they didn't have that Perfect. up during the regular time. But uh, but yeah, since we've been gone, uh, we did we did miss talking about the NFL draft. Just real quick, I do want to touch about on it. Anything that stood out from you that that you hated, that you loved, that you still want to talk about two weeks later? That I hated. <laughs> Where do I begin? Starts in Carolina and Denver, but whatever, whatever. We've moved on. I'll tell you what. You know what I do hate is, is, is no, I have moved on, but I do hate that this this jersey number bullshit already. Like I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it at all. I don't want to see my linebacker running around wearing eleven. I don't want to see the Carolina Panthers guy running around wearing eight. I don't. I don't want to do it. All right, let's talk about that first. I, I you know what? Not I'm, even a little bit. I've always been a jersey guy. Nope. I don't want to. Especially like Leonard Fournette. I like Leonard Fournette at LSU. I thought I loved this. Nope. I also can't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's going to suck. It's going to be worse. And you know what's even worse is I thought my owner would be that one guy, kind of like Steinbrenner with the Yankees, where it's clean shaven and this is how it's going to be. Before. I thought my guy was going to be like, nope, we're sticking to traditional numbers. And he didn't do it. So, whatever. It's yeah. It's going to be gross to watch. I actually, no bias at all. I heard. Tom Brady talking about somebody talking about how Tom Brady didn't like it and the reasons for it, and it's, and it, it's the closest. Do what makes the most sense to me. Football. As funny as it sounds, the numbers are given to football to so you can identify the positions on the field as you play. When you're out there and you see seven now, you don't know if seven is supposed to be a cornerback, a supposed linebacker, to be throwing the ball. You're if to be anything. able to identify some of these guys, yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just like the other part of it is it's okay. I think they had that in high school and college football, but now you're moving on to play professional football yeah, professional you're a professional standards. athlete yep. and there should be a different set of rules and yep, standards they absolutely when you should that be level. this relaxed jersey shit is bullshit and but but just like everything else we talk about why are they doing it they're doing it for one reason and one oh, reason only cash cash rules everything around you, me baby you didn't see the notice where it was like yeah you can switch your number if you buy the stock I, I, jerseys left I, over and that's the other part of it too and but they're gonna put that hiccup into it where Essentially, they're gonna allow these new guys to come in and do whatever the heck they want and make Leonard Fournette buy God knows how many jerseys. Yeah, but why would you even want whatever Leonard Fournette's number was in college? I don't know what it was, but like, why would you even want that at this point? Leonard Fournette should just be twenty-seven for whatever team he plays for. That's it. That's his number. I agree with you. If you're in the Leonard Fournette camp, you could also understand how when he wore seven and played for LSU, he was argu- unarguably. The best running back in the country. But he wasn't a Super Bowl champion. Some people are weird so, about this kind of thing, So, guess what? Man. It's called graduation. You move on. You grow up. I, look, I agree with you, but some people are really weird about these kind of things. Nope, so I don't want to no, I don't want to see dudes wearing two as running backs. I don't want to see dudes wearing two at receiver. None. Nothing. Nada. Like I said, the worst part is going to be two at running back, two at receiver, and then you're going to have a linebacker and a cornerback doing the same thing. That, that's really what kind of makes it – I don't understand. I don't. I, I some rule changes make sense, and I can see like the money, but the, it just doesn't make it. It changes the whole scope, and it's weird to me about how football will do things like this, but you can't get baseball to install a, a pitch clock. You know what I mean? Football is just like, yeah, you know what? Tear it up, and basketball is like, worst. move the three point line around. But baseball is like, eh, we're not gonna do anything. I do want to get back to the baseball draft. Too pure. I do want to get back to the draft over a second. As you said, um, let's just say it. The Cowboys got shafted a little bit by not being able to get a cornerback. Twice. Um, but as I told Twice. you in real time. First two picks. Twice we got hosed. I still think they made out because they were able to get one of the elite defensive players in the draft. And I know it wasn't at the position you wanted. I know it wasn't exactly the player you wanted. But not there's, there's maybe not, 12 teams who can player. say they walked out with an elite player. I'm not mad and at the player. the Cowboys player. are one of them. I'm not mad at the player. I'm mad at the lack of fucking defense I have in the secondary. That's what I'm mad at. They drafted uh, a couple guys in the secondary later on, right? Didn't they? Yeah, they did. But we'll see how that goes. Apparently, what is it? Boss man fat we got over here at corner in the second round. We're literally right before that. The Raiders take Trevon Merrick. I I, I don't want to rehash the draft. I'm starting to move on from it. The Raiders were... Uh... The Rays were one of the teams that no one really quite understood what the hell they were doing. But it's Mike Mayock. We don't have to understand. We just have to just keep moving. That was one of the better picks of the draft. Um, I I would be remiss if I did not bring up the fact that every everybody and their mother, including us, talked about the New England Patriots needing to trade up in order to get a quarterback, and it was pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> you and I were on the phone. I, I didn't love the fact well, that it was Mac you Jones. Mac Jones is going to go third, which I never did. That was kind of. I couldn't believe that Trey Lance was actually the guy. I mean. 
the most unexperienced and unproven out of the That's group. That's exactly why he's third. <sighs> why? Come on, man. You know, there's the no question pressure. Mark? No, there's no pressure to start him right away. You see the raw talents there. You get a guy like Jimmy G who's already brought him to a Super Bowl. Here you go. Take this year, see what you can do, because next year we're handing it over to this kid. We're going to give him a year in the system, and then we're going to take off. Simple. I agree they needed to improve the quarterback position. I agree that Jimmy G can only take them so far. Uh, I just didn't think that Trey Lance is worthy of the number three pick in this draft. I didn't think that Zach Wilson was worthy of the number two pick in this draft. I thought that the quarterback who should have been uh, number two overall. But it doesn't matter what Chicago. you think. It's a matter of you know what, what I mean? all these GMs fall in love with at the end of the day. And everybody's always looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. And that's what they essentially see in a guy like Trey Lance. A guy with raw skills and talent that they can mold and give him some time. And next thing you know, boom, they got their Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's trying to do that at this point. I don't care what the Jets did. I don't care what the Bears did. I don't even care what the Patriots did. Because guess what? 60% is going to fail. So... It is true. I just find it incredible. Like I said, the Patriots didn't have to give up any of the assets to get a quarterback of the future. Obviously, I'm not one of these people who think that he's going to be the answer this year. I still believe Cam Newton will be the starter in New England, at least for the foreseeable future. But you know how it is here. Um, people will not just sit here all year long and let a first-round pick quarterback sit on the bench without people going crazy, uh, especially on sports radio, and clamoring for Mac Jones. So I, I only hope that that holds off enough to let the kid actually get understanding for the playbook. Let the kid get his if feet. If you're a New England fan and you're gonna sit People there, you know, stop. If you're gonna actually sit there and look at what your organization is, who your head coach is, and sit there and clamor for a rookie quarterback, I don't, I don't know what the point is. You're just delusional onto your own self. That guy's not starting unless the team goes into the tank. Cam Newton gets hurt, or maybe Cam Newton's just bad. Well, that's what it is. Some people aren't willing to forget the fact. Well, aren't willing to think that Cam Newton can improve from last year. Some people are sold that that's the Cam Newton we're gonna have. Well, we'll I, see. I for one think You'll that with, with a better defense and better weapons around him, he should have a better year. More importantly, with a longer training camp. But that was pretty awful what last year as well. You guys weren't saying that terrible. weeks one and two. No, one and two, it was look at what we got. Yeah, because then it was like new shiny look toy. what we got. It took us a couple weeks yeah, to be like, exactly. yeah, I don't want to play with yeah, him anymore. Exactly, some bullshit. <laughs> throw him, throw him out as broken. soon as he was, yeah. As soon as the guy has a health problem, get him out. Get him out. There's something. I mean, not a health problem. I mean, the guy had single-digit touchdowns last year. But he also had rushing touchdowns. I, I think that, that barely puts him into double digits. Oh, by the way, I just want to know who, who your top receivers last year, receiving options. And that's, I mean, yeah, they, it was you, a whole calamity. It doesn't help that he bounced the ball to them, but like. It was a nice clusterfuck gumbo. Nikhil Harry maybe should try and get open. Just saying. Who? Nikhil Harry. Don't even just try, try. That's the goal here. Every time I, I, I think I'm gonna kill Harry, I'm just like, why don't we take those old Mystic guys again? Yeah, doesn't make any sense to me at all. Speaking of which, before I get onto the next subject, did you gotta give props to DK Metcalf? Right? You don't want tell me you're not one of these guys who's crapping on him for going out there and running with Olympic athletes and not being able to be as fast as they are. I just don't care. You, like, this guy, okay. I, it's just irrelevant to my to It is irrelevant. Life. He's a football player. The guy weighs in way more than these guys. Great. He finished ninth. Who cares? Whatever. He's not going to be as fast as a track athlete. It's never going to be. It's the same reason a track athlete isn't just going to come out here and torch somebody and call it a day because they're going to get jammed at the line. It's two different sports. Great. He's fast. We all saw him run down Buda Baker. Like, it's still a pretty amazing feat for a man that size to be able to. Yes. To, we, we, we figured that out when he I mean? ran down Buda Baker. But, but I, mean, I don't need him to go to an Olympic trial to figure that out. That's what I was going to say. That was on a football field. I mean, you could see that kind of makes sense. He's probably done that kind of thing before. What he hasn't done before is line up on a track with 10 other guys who are trying to go to the Olympics and, and, and at least belong there. Yeah, he he, he finished last. Is finishing I mean, ninth belonging? No, it's not belonging. He That's, ran he ran a 10-3-8. I don't care. People were saying if he ran a, a 10-sub-3, that would be good. A sub-10-3. But he didn't. Way. But he didn't, and he finished ninth. But so he who cares? It. I, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. You missed by one. You missed by a hundred. You still didn't qualify. There's eight other guys who finished ahead of him who were better for the Olympics. Next topic. I just think that that's a pretty amazing feat that people like you will just go gloss over and be like, ah, who cares? Who cares? Is because there's not other athletes out here who have the ability to even entertain the idea to try to 
even train to get to compete I'll with these guys. I'll tell you what, he had blown so an ACL or anything of that nature while running that. This would be a completely different Obviously. conversation. Yeah. So stay in your lane and do it and do what you do best. He's a, he's out here showing how much of a freak athlete he we is. We know you're saying bolts fast. We don't need him to get on the football field and try and figure it out some more. But if he did, and he, Why? And, and he and if he did, it'd be pretty amazing. That's all I'm saying. No, that's no, all I'm saying. No, it wouldn't until he comes across the middle and here comes here comes Buda Baker. All right, from one thing we don't agree on to a, to another. Uh, as always with the shows, at some point, either during, before, or after, there's always some kind of breaking news today. And the news today just put a smile on my face because oh, come on. it's been made official. Yeah, enough. Uh, yeah, Urban Meyer's brought in a new tight end for Jacksonville Jaguars. Who cares? This is a guy who sat up there and said he wants to play quarterback. He's a quarterback. Right? Now, all of a sudden, Urban comes calling and he wants to be a tight end. Oh, look, I'm back in the league. Go play baseball. Go do ESPN analyst. I'm done. I don't care. Tim Tebow can go, come, whatever. I don't hate him personally, but at the end of the day, like, jeez, like, like, why is this news? Because Tim Tebow was one of the more polarizing figures in football uh. for the longest time, and everyone wanted him to make a conversion to a different position, and now he finally is. And I think it's probably, yeah. What is Again, it, like eight years later? Another thing I think is just pretty enough. cool. Enough. Everyone hated on Tebow when he was cool. I was one of those guys who was always in his corner. Don't care. I picked him to, to win that playoff game. People thought I was did. nuts. And he, it's a cool story to see that his, nine passes his college like head coach, his college head coach is coming back to the league, and now he's going to come back. And who knows? The truth is, I don't, I don't know if he makes it the whole season. But like I told you before we started. I hope he doesn't make it the whole season because I don't want to watch this shit. <laughs> you don't want to hear about it. But I'll tell you that what. too. If he comes out and catches a couple touchdowns and all of a sudden seems legit, I mean, are you still going to hate on the guy? Let me ask you this. If it's the preseason, right, and Tim Tebow has, has two touchdowns in the preseason, are you still going to be mad about it? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> This, guy, this guy's looking up Tebow highlights right now as we talk. No, this guy can't get up, enough. See, up on the phone he cannot going, get enough no, of Tim no, Tebow. I, want nothing I love to it. Do with Tim Tebow. I love Zero, it. zilch, nada. Tim Tebow signs a one-year deal to play tight end with the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, to be a target for Trevor Lawrence. Usually in situations like that, uh, it's easy for a guy to get jealous and see himself in in, in kind of the, his former glory. But it, kudos to Tim Tebow for, for like I said, making a comeback to football. Uh, coming back to the Jacksonville Jaguars and hopefully setting the tone out there for another young generation of uh, Urban Meyer recruits. I, I think I it's cool. The, you don't, but clear. like I said, I'm taking the over uh, over one touchdown pass Lawrence Atiba this year. Well, I'm sure plus get one. They'll make it a point. I'm taking over. They're going to play the Texans twice. They suck. They do. They do, actually. And, oh, you know what's amazing? I don't, I don't think I told you this. I was also informed last week. That uh, my man Chris just moved down there and picked up some tickets for the Jags. So, oh, woohoo! Maybe I'll go Ooh. down there and check out one of these myself because get out of here. Because why no not? Because no why not? No interest in Duval County. Thank you. I'll stay hey, here. Hey man, I told him before we left. I was like, if you're gonna be down there, there's one thing that that place is gonna have that you can probably get easy that you'll never even thought about buying here, and that's. NFL season tickets, and he was like, "You're damn right, my man." You got season you tickets; they right. weren't sold out after all the so. nonsense. I think so. The way we were talking about it, he made it see he was like, "I got Watson, Henry, and Carson Wentz coming to town." So he made it seem like he didn't just buy one. Hey, Watson ain't coming. That's I, I was like, who? I was like, TBD. Davis Mills, TBD. Or Tyron Taylor, at this the Undershawn Watson. Just take the under we'll on see. everything, everything. Just bet everything against the Texans this year. I don't even know what's going on. That story has gone from one side to the other at this point. There's, I don't even. There's, I don't want to touch it. How about that? There's not. I don't even know what who's on that team who I would actually consider talented. Philip Lindsay is okay. That's what I got. They also have Mark Ingram and David Johnson. So, sure. Those guys are literally over 30. Whatever. Let's just bet everything <laughs> against literally them. Let's just bet running. everything against them in week one. Come on on top. When I think about offensive assets on a team, I like to start with the running backs. Who Yo, can you give me a first. defensive asset? How can, about that? I can give you. Can't do that either. Uh Hold on. Yeah, I know. Now they got a, they got a safety. They, they, got a, they got one of the Simmons brothers back there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Don't they? I bet. The, or, I don't know. No, I they, don't care. No, they got a Blackman. That's what they got. They got. They got. They got one of the Blackman guys. Uh, if you say so. The point well, well taken. Yeah. It's been a long time since yeah. since Whitley Merciless was out there. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Laramie Tunsil, probably the best <laughs> thing that's ever happened to them. And 
And they only gave up two first round picks. Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills. Good luck. Yeah, they only gave up the third round pick in this year's draft for him too. Whatever. Who cares? Like I said, every week, I I tell you what, as best I can, I'll be every week. Window. Let's go. What's the number? Don't care. Low key. Don't think they can cover it. One of the most underrated stories of 2020 is how. What's their win total? Under. Not not just the Texans. How the Rockets, how Houston basketball and football has been just, just set just on fire torpedoed. in the yep. last six months, bro. Yep. The last six months for Houston, like if I was a professional sports fan down there, I'd be like, can we just can we just bring the Oilers back and act like none of this happened? Like, I mean, you like can, something. but it'll still be the shitty roster. Oh my goodness, dude! Like for real, Houston sports, man. Have a day, man. It's bad enough they had that Astros winter storm. Are cheating. Oh, man. You know what I mean? You know what I, mean? Not, I mean, get out. <laughs> where, where, get, the, get the women and children out. Where is the reprieve? I mean, there isn't one. They, maybe they need a hockey team. I mean, geez, man. They, 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 do they have a, a soccer team? Houston Dynamo sounds like a thing to me. It does sound like a thing, but right? it doesn't matter. Right? I bet they suck, too. I mean, I'll say going by the score over there can't hey. be going good for the Dynamo for this, for this case. Goodness, all, all Houston sports fans, this is like your one free pass. Get off. Just get out of there. We, we, take no, that, you stick that out. Take, no, take, no, no, what no, the, what the no. Hell, no. Hell no. No. The, the owner down there, the both the owners down there are just out of their minds. They, no, they're franchise you gotta players. you got to stick it out. The, if you're a fan, you're a fan for a reason. Whatever. But, man, you got to be prepared for some bad football coming up and the the fucking mercy killing that is the end of this basketball season for them just think about this any jersey although they any... were very competitive against the bucks the other night <laughs> covered the number oh, wow <laughs> any jersey you bought in the last five years as, oh, as you set it on fan, fire just is irrelevant literally any jersey like just about any jersey is just a trash item uh speaking of quarterbacks who are up in the air get you a john wall jersey <laughs> teach me how to teach me teach me how to jeez i mean at this point put a band-aid on it him and christian wood right i mean Christian Wood, plug guy, thought he was going from one really shitty team in Detroit to a come-up in Houston, and little did he know he was just going to the shitty team of the West. He certainly did not see Poor this guy. coming. He certainly did not because, because as much as it sounds. He wouldn't have signed now, I'll tell you that off much. Sticking to Detroit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Going, ain't nothing positive about the Pistons either. So. No, it's just it's not this hell. It's, it's not. I signed down here, and everybody who's supposed to be the leader of this team, the All-Star, wants the hell out or is trying to sabotage the team too, and that's what's going on over there. Um like we talk about uh, the Houston quarterback, the one quarterback who's in the news. So the truth, the truth is, I don't know how this is going to get resolved either. What is going on with Aaron Rodgers? All of a sudden, the day of the draft, he wants to be traded. Uh, the truth is, there doesn't seem to be many trade teams left for him to be traded to. <laughs> I mean, everyone's like Denver, San Francisco. Well, San Francisco used a third pick in the draft on a the guy. Uh, they bundled a whole bunch of assets to get that. And Denver, I mean, they have two quarterbacks on their roster already. Do they have what it takes to get Aaron Rodgers? I, I, I don't. I don't understand what's going to happen, but here's what I did find interesting is that Green Bay has never had a quarterback play 17 seasons for them. Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and this is going to be a 17th season. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that goes on to the fact of quarterbacks just playing longer more so than like outliving their welcome. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just Green Bay system. I mean, if you're Green Bay, you can't, you just can't trade the guy. I mean, you call his bluff at this point. You know what I mean, like. But my thing is legitimately okay. I understand they were in that. The NFC Championship game this year, and he's mad because they cut Jake Kumaro. Like, no, I think he's mad because when you look back at the drafts, what have they done to help him? Aside from them landing De- Devontae Adams in the second round, because I'm not even one of those first round guys. Listen, I'm talking about I, in the I, drafts. I agree with you to the extent of yes, they haven't drafted offensive weapons for him, but it's not like they don't have offensive weapons. And I guess, yeah, sure, you're mad when Equinemius St. Brown just drops a wide-open pass. Like, I get that. But guess what? If they don't get the defense better, he doesn't have to score 40 points to win a game. Yeah, absolutely right. I, I think the problem with Green Bay is the re- where I think they're being foolish, I should say, is we just saw this exact same thing happen. And I'm going to be honest, and it happened to the Patriots. You just no, saw – No, 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 it's you saw things. You saw a guy – it is it is different because because it was worse for the Patriots because Tom Brady came out here and won Super Bowls and took and took reduced pay cuts years after years and finally gets to the point yeah, where he was just like if you're no, not doing anything no, for no, me no, I'm, no, I'm gonna get the hell no, out of no, here no, because no, you know bullshit. I won't be valued. That's bullshit. Those Why two is it diff- bullshit? It's bullshit because it's two different things. One, the New England Patriots have been bad drafted. They've drafted players. They're just bad at drafting skill position players. That's on them. They have to own that. The Green Bay Packers just aren't drafting skill position players in the first round. 
And part of that is because where they end up drafting, there's no one there for them to get that's going to be an impact Patriots, player. Though. So like, we can look back and be like, oh, yeah, well, everyone pass- everybody passed on A.J. Brown. Everybody passed on D.K. Metcalf. These guys in the second round that end up being great picks, everybody passed on them at some point. It wasn't just the Packers. These guys just end up panning out. You know what I mean? Like People passed on Justin Jefferson before they knew what he was this year. In the se- it's just Some it's of been it bad drafting. It, it's some of it sure but at the end of the, but when it comes down to it it's like they don't draft it's not that they're not drafting help but like he's been so good to essentially make up for the deficiencies in areas that's why they're constantly drafting in the bottom of the first round so you don't get first round wide receiver talent available to you there but this is why i'm comparing it to to the patriots they have a guy basically who they haven't been able to support in the capacity in which he has been sacrificing for the team and it gets to the point where that guy's gonna get angry it's 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 not the exact situation well, because aaron Rodgers got paid and brady wasn't getting paid and the diff- and the difference but, there, like but he said, wants to is- get paid right now that's that's his issue right nah, now that's though. not true because they gave a him a contract. contract extension he said bump that well, either way, because he's fed up with the way Chad's gone. He's fed up. Listen, this you, guy's mad that he they cut Jake Kumaro. I don't want to hear that shit. I, These I just, guys were literally in the NFC Championship game last year. I think 26, 26 and 6 is the record over the past two point, years. Though, just like, like the Patriots. Enough. Like, I think that to the point where he's like, you know what? Enough is enough. I've done what I can. You guys are going to obviously, just like the Patriots, you obviously are going to be the way you want to be. And I, I don't want to be here anymore like No, but that. the difference here, again, is that the Patriots, they paid Tom Brady less and they put their money into different places along to be able to pay but they different fa- guys. Either way, they failed them. No, but they won championships, though, at the end of it all. And winning cures everything. But even with the winning, it didn't, though. At the end of because the day. Because they haven't won shit but since Green Bay, but That's my point. Green Bay's won less. So what do you mean we've won shit since They won freaking the title three years ago. The Packers? No, they oh, the pa- haven't. The Patri- I thought you were talking about the Patriots. But because my, my point was, it was it was so recent. If anything, Aaron Rodgers should be doing this a long time ago. The Green Bay's mess up is you just literally saw the greatest quarterback of all time, and the team was won six Super Bowls. No, had, no, no. Wait, 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 let me finish. You just saw the same thing happen to them. Why are you so conceited to think that that Aaron Rodgers would not do the same thing to you? There's, That's a, what di- I don't there's a difference between your quarterback taking a pay cut and winning you championships, and your quarterback not taking a pay cut and being like, "Where the hell's the help?" That, that shit comes along at the end of the day. The quarterback can't demand more money and then be like, well, why don't I have enough help? Guess what? You want to be paid that way? We got to be frugal in other places. I got a $40 million quarterback and a well overpaid running back at this point. I can't really bitch about the fact that I don't have corners. I mean, I can, but at the end of the day, like, they gave the money somewhere else. But that's what I think is hard. Is when, we, when you look around the league, every single quarterback does have either a running back, wide receiver, or a tight end he can rely on. They re-signed Aaron Jones. And and the, and and the honestly, crazy I, I, I don't think that's a good move. It's probably not because they wasted <laughs> a second-round pick on A.J. Dillon. That's what I'm saying. So, no, I think the, at the end of the day, the frustration – when did you ever see Bill Belichick go, yeah, we got this Brady guy, but let me use a first-round pick on a quarterback. That was really probably the last straw for him more than anything else. That, like, the guy's playing at yeah. a – I mean, he had a bit of a down year at that time, but the guy's playing at the top level as one of the top quarterbacks in the league, and you're taking his replacement. You're already ready to kick him out the door. That was piss poor planning on their part. I don't care what anybody wants to say about Jordan Love. That was a dumb pick. I, I absolutely agree, but there's still two things that that, that, you, that you have to also state about that. Number one, when you look at where they picked, if you thought if you thought he was a first round pick, they got value for him. Number no, they got no value because he was inactive all year. It was. You know why? Because that quarterback won the MVP. Being able to select that quality player lower in the draft, that's what I mean by value. That's bullshit. But number two, and the most important thing is, this is why I don't understand why Aaron Rodgers takes it personally. Is that not the exact same way he came into this league? No, 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 no. Two totally different things. Brett Favre was definitely No, Brett Favre was definitely... Older? Definitely no, he on wasn't. the downslope of his career. He wasn't career. older. He was younger no. than Aaron Rodgers. He was on, Aaron Rodgers no. going into a 17th right. season right but now. But what I'm saying is Brett Favre was, I'm retiring, I'm not retiring. They were done with the that back and forth true. bullshit. True. And true. it was definitely coming to the end of his career when they took Rodgers. They Rogers. weren't done. He just fell, though. And, 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 and it was a coincidence. And that's my point, though. It wasn't like they planned to take Rodgers. He happened to be there, and they had a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, and they took him, and he was that guy. So now to be on the other end of it, it's kind of hard to hear him be Brett Favre. <laughs> basically 
know what I mean? It's kind of hard to hear. You can defend this till the end of time. I'm, I'm not defending there's, it. There's I'm not stating the facts. There's not a reason on this earth why you can look at that and be like, we have Aaron Rodgers and we're going to take a quarterback in the first round. Value be damned. I agree. Look, all I'm saying is they did it before. I wouldn't have done it. Because guess what? You, you, get be, four years in a, you get four years in a fifth-year option. This guy was inactive all of last season. So that's one year down. So now you got three more years to go before you have to pick up a fifth-year option. And the GM's talking about he's got a long way to go. To, to quote my new favorite draft analyst, you got your first-round pick, and he's over there on the bench. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> my guy's on the field. Your first-round pick's over there on the bench. Exactly. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the one and only Aqib Tlaib, who was – Masterful to say the least. Yeah, exactly. The Bet. All right, we got our first round pick. He's on the field. Yo's over there looking at you, just like, ooh, maybe you'll give me a chance. No, that's bullshit. They fucked up. Yeah, it's not even like the, it's not even like the Saints where it's like, oh yeah, he'll be in rotation. It's like, no. <laughs> Best case scenario, you get in when this entire franchise gets scared shitless because something terrible happened to us all, and this guy got hurt. Like that's the best case scenario for Jordan Love. So. Yeah, it's gonna be curious to see how it all plays out. I don't know exactly where Aaron honestly expects to land at this point. Um, everyone keeps on throwing it up there. We talk about how crazy it is uh, being run sideways. Uh, I actually, at this point, would love for, for some way him just to end up in Las Vegas, and I would just love to just watch the meetings. <laughs> just watch the meetings. This, this, this is the ultimate problem with it. If you look back at this draft, right, they took Jordan Love with the 26th pick. You're telling me even if they just took a shot at Higgins, Pittman Jr., or even fucking LaVisca Chenault in the first round. Anybody, would, anybody. Not, not even looking at what they did this year. Anybody would have been mad at that. And I'm not saying it just has to be a wideout because there were other players that could have helped that team that weren't named the backup quarterback. Like I said, man, you are 100% right. I just thought that. The guy has every right to be pissed. They saw a franchise quarterback there in the first round, and they took him. It's not what I would have done. But and and they're obviously you can't call the him a franchise now. quarterback because we Potential. haven't even Potential. seen this guy. Yeah, in the preseason do anything. <laughs> yeah, because of COVID, we haven't we legitimately have not seen him in game action. So don't give me that. That's all bullshit and speculation. And if this guy takes another inactive over the course of this year, if Rogers is still there, the GM should be fired. All right, one last one last NFL thing I want to touch on before we t- hit on some basketball stuff uh, and get to the UFC card happening this weekend. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been given all kind of crap about having to win the job and they're going to bring a guy in and all this other stuff. It, I, I, I've been laughing the last week. I love that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of the Eagles. I, I know you. All right, so I'm I'll make you feel a little fucking uneasy. House of Cards to fall down because here's my thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, Jalen Hurts is going to prove himself and he's going to do this," and I'm like. Dude, no offense. I'm not the I'm not the biggest Jalen Hurts fan. I'm not. And I wasn't, okay? But you gotta give the guy this credit, okay? Everything he's going through right now, everything he's done, he, he went through this two years ago. He went through this three years ago already. You guys wah, wah, you got, my, my only point is everyone's saying, oh, he's gonna have to go through this and he's gonna have to go through that. And, and in my head, I'm like, Listen, they what's want a him brother got to do right him, now? They want him to be the starter, let him be the starter. I just I'm waiting for it to fall the shit. But and I can't I, great. I, I, I almost I'm glad feel, the Eagles are a dumpster fire. I feel like Philly is already, already trying to like, hey, we fucked up, we couldn't put a team around him. Let's let's make sure the kid let's say let's hope we can prove it and show like no bro, you guys gotta put a team around this kid. He already shown that he can fight through some adversity. Yeah, but that's He's not already the shown way, that it doesn't matter not, how it plays not, out. That's not how the NFL works. Listen. It does still work that if you're a general manager, you can't just say the quarterback's going to have to go out and earn the job. You actually have to go out there and put tools in front of that quarterback for him That's to succeed. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. That is the general look at, manager's look at, job. Look at, look at how many times these guys draft quarterbacks. Look at the Sam Darnolds and the Tannehills of the world. And these are just guys Adam Gase has ruined. Where it's and Those like, guys are all you, right, but, fired. Okay, but my point is that like you draft a quarterback and then you just send them out there. That doesn't mean they're going to be good. Doesn't mean good. So now we're sitting here going, Sam Donald was a bust. Let's take Zach Wilson. By the way, we got Zach Wilson a left tackle. We now got him a guard. We got him some weapons on the outside. But Sam Donald sucks. It's what happens all the time. Look at Tannehill. Couldn't get it done in Miami. We didn't do anything for him. Goes on to Tennessee, takes a backup role. Oh, my God. Look, he's got some weapons and some protection. Crazy. I know. Right. No, sometimes, you know what? It's They want him to be the quarterback good they gave him the reins this is the roster you have make it work 
And I agree with it. My, my point is, it sounds like they're already trying to make excuses for themselves. Jalen Hurts is a guy who was at the literally the biggest program in college sports. He was the starting quarterback, and he was benched for someone who came out and won the national title game. He had to accept it. He transferred. He persevered. He's already. He doesn't have to worry about who the, who the Eagles bring up sure as the that quarterback. I wasn't going to say it because I'm a fan of his. That's actually whose side I was on is that Jalen Hurts's. But one thing you say about Jalen Hurts is he didn't t- turtle up. He didn't move to tight end. He transferred. He went to another school. He put himself in position to shine. He was drafted as a second round quarterback. And now, now he that he's transferred, the Eagles is kind of turtling. He, it didn't make sense for anybody to sit there. If he, if he believed he was a starting quarterback prospect in the NFL, he can't just sit there on the bench when, when just like you saw, there's literally other teams clamoring for your services. And he was in. If he didn't win the Heisman Trophy, he was in the, in the Heisman Trophy conversation again. So I mean, I get putting yeah, your skills I, out there. I get that part of but it. But he's already been battle tested, man. And for, for the Philadelphia organization to kind of turn around when they're literally in either the worst or second worst cap situation in the league right now and be like, oh, well, Jalen's going to have to come and prove it. It's like, no, you guys started with Devontae Smith. You guys still have the same shitty situation with Zach Ertz going on. I haven't seen you bring in any other receivers of skill positions. I haven't seen you show Jalen Regas, back-to-back first-round wide receivers. But they haven't done anything else to change that roster after the crap that they hear. had. Give so it to they, them. they need to turn around and realize, hey, you know what? We actually have a good leader here who's already gone through the ringer. And rather than try to heap more pressure on him as he's trying to sort through this, maybe we can do something nah, you want to be a to help him. Back in the NFL, you need to prove it. Bottom line, he's gonna have to prove it. But the, yeah. all I'm saying is, they're making it. They're, they're putting more pressure on him than needs to be. Instead of helping him out, it seems like they're hurting him more. And maybe you love that as a Cowboys I love fan, it. I but as a football love fan, it. it's hard to sit back and watch a guy who's already had to fight through this once now being put through the same situation again. So shout out to Jalen Hurts. I hope it all turns out there. They got Devontae. I hope Smith it all goes piss Philly. poor for him. How's <laughs> that get you? I hope all the bad things happen to you and that's, the Eagles and nobody right. else that's except right. for the Giants too. And the Giants and the Washington <laughs> professional football team. Uh, man, all right, let's switch over to the NBA real quick because I have to ask this question. We talked about it at the, early, at the beginning of the season. I don't understand exactly what was going on, why everyone's hurt and banged up, and now it seems to make more sense. What exactly is going on with Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Westbrook? See, I do it all the time. Because at the beginning of the year, they were banged up. Uh, he's a shadow of himself. He's a shell of himself. The words are not great. And I look up now, and he's amazing. So he's, that's, that's, he's that's damn near averaging a triple-double again. He's not damn near. He, he is. He um, is. But here's the conundrum I don't get. It's amazing. <laughs> if your team isn't that good, we can get a triple-double every night. And compounded with the fact that the other guy on your team is first or second in the league in scoring. How the hell are they, they this bad? I mean, they got off to a really shitty start. And that's like, what we're talking that's, about. That's, I mean, that's number one. And now Beal's out for the next two games of the hamstring tightness or something. But, like, they got off to a bad start. He wasn't right. He was still hurt. This is clearly a thing. I I don't understand. Like, the whole – I get it. People don't like the things that Russell Westbrook does. I love Russell Westbrook, by the way. But, like – I like him when he's right. You know what I mean? No, that's bullshit. You love him when he's good or he's bad. No, because when he was hurt, everyone's making excuses for him. I was never making excuses for him. Mm -hmm. But, like, this is the thing. I'm always going to ride for Russell Westbrook. But, like, you see it at times. The shot making – or the shot decision making in the shots isn't always the best, and what he does isn't always right. But the guy's going to give you 200% every time he steps on the court. The guy only knows one speed. Absolutely. So, like, you know – if he gives you an if he if he can drive to the lane and get his teammates an open look like he's only got to get you know a guy to someone to knock down 10 shots to get 10 assists if he's that much of a penetrator like he is rebounds that's just outworking that's hustle and you know he's going to get right. points so it's not it's not that he's doing something wrong it's that you see what he can do for a team it's just you know that in those clutch moments he's might make the wrong decision yeah, but it's not that's what you live with. It's not conventional, and he's one of the more ball-dominant guys. But like you said, I mean, that's kind of what you bring to the table, right? I mean, you, you acquire him. When they brought him in, they brought him in for an albatross. They brought him in for a guy they thought had no value, and now you get an all-NBA player base essentially out of it. I just don't get how he can be that talented. Bradley Beal can be that talented. I mean, granted, I know Tomas Bryant got hurt this year and he's out, but I mean, was he? Yeah, but Daniel Gafford <laughs> looks like the next coming. Gafford, I'm like, the Bulls of, gave this guy uh, up, whatever. huh? Whatever. Who cares at this point? We suck. The Jesus pogo stick. Christ. Although, you know, should have had them Friday night on that Celtics game. Home, oh, fuck, whatever. But it, it's just, you know, he's the type of guy who's going to at least give his teammate the best chance 
when he gives him a chance. He's going to compete when he's out there. Yeah. When he gives him a chance. And that was the thing early in the season that he was banged up a lot. And it's, I think the biggest thing with Westbrook is because of how unconventional he is, it's hard for a team to play without, to go from playing without him to playing with him for days and weeks at a time because you play one way when he's in the lineup and one way without him. And that's just, no matter who you are, it's hard to get used to a style of play that way. Um, but he's really killing it uh, over the last. What two, three weeks now? I mean, since I mean, he's still he's doing all this work, and he's still averaging almost five turnovers a game. So I mean, he gets a little reckless with the ball, and that's what people don't like at times. But I mean, the thing is, the assist levels are just off the charts. It's not like he just gets to ten, maybe eleven. It's like he's getting 14, 14 21 uh, assists. Rebounds at times. too, yeah. Like I said, rebounds. That's just outworking people. Well, it's hustle, sometimes. yeah, yeah. It's hustle you know, and, so, and putting himself in the right position. But I mean, it's not easy. I mean. Those other guys got to make the shots too that he that he's giving them the opportunity to make. Yeah, Westbrook. I mean, for as bad as they started off, I'm, I'm over here shaking my head. That's all I'm shaking my head and smiling for. Looking at who's in the play-in tournament um, right now, it's, it's the best thing that we're still gonna get Russ in the play-in. He's gonna be in there. It looks like because they're at seed nine right now. They're 32 and 36, uh, one game behind the Charlotte Hornets. One, a half game above the Indiana Pacers, who are 31 and 36. Oh, the Pacers suck. They don't want to play defense. I'm surprised they're still going. And let's be honest, Charlotte, man, whatever. Russ took that game. Did you see that that finish last night? Karis LeVert was like, oh, I'm going to stroke. And Russ said no. Hustle. That's what it comes down to. He just he had one more, one more digit for the stat box before he left, and it was block Karis LeVert for the game save. Yeah, uh, it, it is sad. It looks like your Bulls are going to be on the outside looking in now after even acquiring all-star center Nikola Vukovic at deadline time. Um, them and the Raptors, the Tampa Bay Raptors, seem like they're ready to go home. But uh, the Wizards, the Hornets, the Celtics. Your team sucks just as 10, much as mine. <laughs> nine, eight, seven after the paces there. Let's just let's just let's just talk about. It. I don't. We've been talking on and off, trying to follow the Lakers and Celtics for very different reasons. They both seem to have found them spot and identical found themselves in identical situations here. I'm not worried about the Lakers though. That and that's the difference. They're both what? Let's see. They're, are they both in the seventh seed right now? They yeah. are both in the seventh seed right now. The difference is the Lakers have Anthony Davis and LeBron James might come back tomorrow. Yeah. Um, the Celtics have been without Jalen Brown for a couple games. Jalen Brown, not LeBron James. The Time Lord has been in and out of the lineup, but they don't have LeBron James, LeBron James joining their lineup. That door. Nope. Uh, they certainly don't have Anthony Davis on their roster. Nope. And, Took a uh, deftifying deep L last night. Well, yesterday afternoon, I guess. They were down. I, I, I got to admit, I try to be the Celtics guy. Final, and have final score was not indicative. No, it's certainly was. not. So, because I ch- I saw uh, there was a 21-point lead, and I was like, now's the time for me to change the channel. Now's the time for me just to be un- to, to emotionally unattached for the rest of the day because I waited for it, and I waited for it. I watched it late, and when it came on, they got killed. So I, I don't know. I, I don't want to officially raise the white flag on the season for the Celtics. Because I always thought they could make something you, happen. I told you this earlier. I said, if you're not in Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or Philadelphia, don't even bother. The don't sad, even bother. The sad part is I thought the Celtics could do what the Knicks, Hawks, and Heat are doing. I don't care about those teams either, though. But those teams, well, and that's the problem here. Because I'm telling you, one of those teams is going to have an upset, and you don't want to hear. It. You keep on thinking these, these, one of these, the Knicks, the Hawks, the Hawks. Well, the, no, because one of them is going to be a four seed. True, one of them will be. So it's not an upset if you win here a four seed. The Hawks have beaten Milwaukee, Phoenix, and Portland in the last two weeks. The Knicks, they they literally beat. Nate McMillan can coach, huh? He can How's coach that grab you, Indiana. I mean, that's no small feat. They they had Trey Young out of the lineup. They put Bogdan in that point guard for a while, and they will still have uh, didn't miss a beat. They've been missing. Arguably the second or third best player all year, for most of the season, DeAndre Hunter. Um, this is <laughs> it's not a small deal that Atlanta is where they are, and you keep on downplaying it. The Knicks, same way, they keep on coming, they keep on I'm winning not games. That I don't, Another I'm, buzzer, I'm not one of these teams, where they man. are. What I'm telling you is, it's not as good as what's good. Their good is not as good as what's good to win it all. I don't know how you can say that, man. Every year in the playoffs, every year oh, in the playoffs, man. there's there's at least one, if not two or three teams. I'll eat shit when Atlanta's supposed playing to go to the second Eastern round Conference and they choke, bro. No, I I did not say I did not repeat say Atlanta's gonna play for the East. Oh, Coast that's what you're telling me though. If they're gonna make it to the second, like if they're gonna win their first round series, like okay, great. If they're playing in the Eastern Conference, that means they knocked off someone in the second round. 
which they're not gonna do. So why are we wasting our time on it? You no, know this is what I will say. I will tell you that the Knicks, the Hawks, or the Heat will be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, you're delusional. I don't think so at all. Okay. We'll remember this episode twenty six. The Knicks, the Hawks, or the Heat will be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. One of those teams. It ain't gonna be Milwaukee. Dude, I'm telling you, it hasn't been for the last. Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or. Dude, go back to last year. Philadelphia. Years. And Philly's got the one seed, which means they're not going to have to go through Milwaukee or Brooklyn before the conference final. The 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 Philly, uh, Philly Toronto one was the last time there was a top three seed that, that uh, two two top three seeds that faced off. Go look it up, bro. Well, I just want you to be very clear about this. Those three teams will not be playing in Eastern Conference Championship. Uh, dude, that is a delusional pick. The numbers say you lie, boy. That's all I know. That's all I know. Uh, what else do I have on the list here? I have the Celtics choking. We already, we don't need to talk about that anymore. We it's not about, a choke if you get your ass whooped. I, I mean, what is it then? Because, I mean, they got Jason Tatum out there still. They still got Kemba okay, They great. still got most of the guys right, out there. Awesome. You just uh, got guys beat. Hurt. You got beat. It's not a choke. So, so what do you call the Bulls? Then? What, what, so what? You just, you just told me Miami could make the conference finals, and now they're, they're considered that much of an underdog that the Celtics choked? The Celt- I'm talking about in general. The Celtics have choked away. Yes, what has happened to the Celtics over the last three months is a choke job. They should be, they should be the Hawks, the Heat, or the Knicks. And instead, if I'm talking about them to be with the, the Pacers, Hawks, the Hornets, the and the Wizards. No, see, that's where you're like, wrong. No, you know what I mean? This is bullshit. If that's where you're aspiring to be, you've already failed. They so. should be a fourth, fifth, or sixth seed in the a Eastern fourth, Conference. A fourth, fifth, or sixth seed doesn't get down. you anywhere. I don't care. You need to be a top seed. If you say so, because as I as I just discussed, I think it'll get you to the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. That's who, not who, happen, who am I? We'll who, last year it was the Celtics and the Heat, bro. There was, there was no other top teams around. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Brooklyn wasn't what Brooklyn was. The Heat bounced out Milwaukee and the Sixers. I don't know if you watched them in the bubble. They just cooked. Three years ago, the Celtics made it with Kyrie without Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? This is all I'm saying. Guess what? Close that window. I'm saying. It's over. It's over. Uh, but I do want to. living in the past. I do want to touch on this. What do you think about the Lakers potentially having to play the Warriors in the first, the Warriors and the Pelicans in the play, in the playing tournament? I mean, I don't think it matters. You don't think it matters at all? I don't think it matters. I think whoever comes out of that seven eight game, who someone will come out of this. If that's the case, someone will come out of that seven eight game, and then whoever loses will just beat whatever the fucking nine ten team is. It's not gonna make a difference. I I I'm really not afraid of the Spurs or Grizzlies. Right. So let's just put the top eight teams in in the West. I got to admit, I, I'm also – I see a lot of things in the mainstream. I'm like, yeah, people take the hop on that. And, I don't, and I'm not, usually not one of those people. I am one of those people who I thought I'd like to play in tournament too. And as we get close to this, I'm like, why That's are we That's bullshit. You will like it when it happens. Will I? Yes. Will I like the Celtics yes. possibly not being in the top eight? No, because it's your team. Even though they My team mortgaged the future. We may not even make the play in tournament. This is what I'm saying. Like the – I Whatever. Know, I like the fact that it's, th- for the most part, for the most part, tanking hasn't been a thing this season. It's true. Because, I mean, what, there's only going to be 10 teams that don't get in, so, um, essentially? So, I mean, it does eliminate those extra six teams at the end there where they're just trying to lose games. I find it interesting only because the Lakers, if they don't keep these guys healthy, they're going to have to play the Suns or the Jazz, who have been the one or two seeds all year long. They don't care about that, though. They don't, they say they don't care about it, but they when they actually get on the court. They don't care about that. I don't know, man. The Nuggets. Lakers are too big up front for the Suns and the Jazz. You get Bogdanovich is going to beat you every night. That's not going to happen. The Lakers are still a great defensive team. Very true. What I was going to say was the Bears going to give you forty? No. The Nuggets have fallen down to the fourth seed, which would mean that that that's more than likely not a team that they would play in the second round. It just seems like it's gone really hard for the Lakers. It, it seems like they had an easy path a couple months ago, and now it seems like it's getting harder for them. I know Denver's without Jamal Murray. Um, but they're also no pushover right now. The Mavericks are on the rise. The Trailblazers are still there, making noise to themselves. They're barely squeaking in there to the sixth seed. They're the ones who kind of come up uh, over all this. So it'll just be fun to kind of see, man. See how this all plays out. Like I said, I'm I'm kind of getting out of the mindset that this was kind of a uh, too much, but we'll see. We'll see once the game starts. We'll see how we all feel about it. Um, there is a UFC coming up this weekend. Uh, real quick, do you want to just run down the card? Um, I know my boy Charles Oliveira is he's going the for the favorite. title. Favorite. He's the favorite. Against Chandler, and that worries me because I wanted to bet, but I'm like, 
It's only uh, minus one thirty, I think, or minus one twenty-five. You know me; I hate, I hate bet on favorites. And I mean, it's just yeah, because it's the fight game. To make money, like yeah, man, it's, it's fight just, game. Anything can happen in the fight game. I'm always an underdog better like that. So it's like to go to the window and be like, yeah, the guy I like, uh, give me money on the other guy. That's you only, you only feel about, weird. You only get about one thirty, one twenty-five to make a hundred. It's not that crazy. I mean, I, I guess that's not that bad, but it's if just... If you play $5 on a number in roulette, like, you lose $5, but you can make much more, so hey, it's just a matter of odds. Nice, speaking my language. Uh, I'm trying to bring this card up real quick as I'm, I'm talking to you and killing time. But it's, it's, it's Oliveira Chandler, Hermanson Sabajian got moved off the card, you got Shane Burgos' fight and Edson Barboza on the main card, and you got my man Tony Ferguson back at it, which I think Tony, Tony. Ferguson is fighting... He's fighting Benio Dariush, excuse me, and... I think if he loses this one, him it's gonna be a twenty twenty one is gonna be the year where we say goodbye to Cowboy Cerrone and Tony Ferguson, <laughs> which is a damn shame. I and mean, the truth is, I think we already said goodbye to Cowboy Cerrone, but that's just you know whatever. That was the Cowboy Swan Song. Oh yeah. The, the I should say this: the UFC Swan Song, because the way everything goes nowadays, people just get gobbled up by another promotion. So that's the end of it. That's just, I mean, thank you, Cowboy, but no, thank you. You said the. Uh, the Jack Hermanson fight was uh, removed yeah, from the spot already. Yep. Today. Just to name a blast from the past. I'm looking through the uh, the prelims here. If you tell me Jacare Souza, because I'll tell you where I, that ship is. That ship done left the tunnel. So I was. All right. I was. <laughs> I was going there, but I was going not where you thought I was going. Do do you just bet against Jacare at this point? <laughs> That's where yes. I was. Going. That's yes, I think you I was, do. I see a familiar face here, but I don't know if it's uh. I think it's one even, that warrants though. your I money. Think it, I think it's minus one ten, <laughs> minus one ten. So you're not getting any value. I'm just just assuming the career is over. I was like, it's been a while since I've uh. Basically, they're, trying to, feed, to they're trying to feed him a can and see if fucking he's got anything what's, left. What's in the bottle? You know <laughs> what's up in the bottle? So, I mean, it's interesting, right? I mean, at least check it out. I really am. Like I said. I, I kind of fell off following UFC, and to see that Charles Oliveira is still in, still in the top five position here, and he's going to challenge for a title. Of course, obviously, with all the circumstances, Charles Oliveira has been around forever, um, but he's still only like thirty two. It's ridiculous because he was like eighteen, nineteen when he first started. You know, it was ten, twelve years ago, and it's just like you forget about that. And now he's he's thirty one. It says now thirty one, the affable Brazilian. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, and he's getting a shot at the title against Chandler, who's only fought. One this, UFC this is second one. fight. This is gonna be a second, second UFC fight in the UFC, fight. but he's been established for uh, fighter and Stab- champion in his own right. Yeah, um, Bellator. Who who do you who do you think is gonna win this fight? Honestly, on wait, which one? The Ch- Oliveira, Oliveira. Oliveira yeah. fight. Because I because I'm gonna pick up my heart no matter what. But you follow this a lot more detailedly longer. So the real problem is is a matter of closing distance. I think for Chandler, and because we know that Charles Oliveira is that that dude when it comes to the ground He'll game. Grapple ya. That's that's where it is. If this fight stays on the feet, which I highly doubt at this point, you know, because Chandler's probably better in the striking department. He's just the smaller fighter. He's not the longer fighter yeah. in that, right? So, you know, closing that distance will be that, you know, Oliveira could stay at distance and maybe try and do that. You know, Chandler, I think, is a wrestler by trade. But taking this guy down just doesn't seem like a fucking smart play at all. So... But, you know, Chandler has knockout power. And that's something I don't think Oliveira comes with. He doesn't, he doesn't bring that one-punch knockout power. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, if you're going to bet on it, I think you have to just because it's a fight, take the underdog. Really? But, yeah, why lay, why lay money in something that could go either way? Like, the value, is, I think, is more so on taking the plus-money underdog than it is on taking the favorite at this point. Because it's not one of those things where you look at it and go, yeah, this is definitely the better fighter. Well, well honestly, I just listened to you say it. I think you kind of just said it right there. Chandler really has an advantage in, t- in two areas, and it's striking and wrestling. Yeah, and, but his and the wrestling, wrestling just leads right into That's, that's what I was going to get at. And the wrestling advantage. kind of favors Oliveira anyway. Oliveira's the, the, the taller, longer fighter in every regard. So, I mean, if it gets to the mat with his skills, you're going to think it's being in his favor. I just... Crazy things can happen, especially over the last couple of months. We've seen all kinds of things happen in the octagon and in the ring. But it's it's hard for me to see Oliveira not win this fight and finally, finally getting some UFC gold around his waist after 12, 13 years, man. I mean, I think it's long overdue for him. But I think if you, re- if you, if you really like Oliveira, I think the best way to bet him would be by submission. But That's what I mean. Like you said, with all the wrestling. Because you, you get plus money there. You figure he get, Chandler would get <laughs> frustrated trying to throw strikes. He eventually go for a shoot for a takedown or something, and then he just makes him pay. 
Yeah. That's what you would think it happened. You know what I mean? But again, who knows? What do I know? Michael Michael Chandler's obviously train, <laughs> training months for this shit. I know. I'll be on Chandler well and Ferguson. I'm taking those underdogs and I'm running to the window. Chandler and Ferguson for the, cash. for the kid over here. Yeah, because like I said, if Tony loses this one, bye boogie, man. Who's he? Is he fighting someone who's like? Yeah, he's fighting Benio Dariush. Dariush is no slouch. Yeah, see, I might just go bet against you, so so one of us can win. I mean, you could you <laughs> could take if you really think the favorites are gonna win. I tried that this past week, and Cowboy let me down. But like, just trying to see what favorites would go off. But like. I mean, you could do Dariush and, and Oliveira and try and you'd get to plus money if you thought the two favorites were going to win. But I just, I don't want, I'm not betting against my man, Tony. That's no. my guy. My guy, Tony. I hear you. And honestly, and this is probably, this is, he's looking at a last stand here. And yeah. He likes the UFC. Tony Ferguson's been around for a while, too. Right? Yeah, he's, he's like 37. Yes. Talking about yes. guys. Trying yeah. to fight Khabib for like four years, never getting that fight done. It was crazy. He was, another, he was the ultimate fighter guy, too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. At a higher weight class, too. Shout out your boy. I saw uh, your boy point of work, and I was like, oh, this this is Neil Magny. Yeah, my guy Neil Magny. <laughs> Part of the card that would have got me to the pay window. No thanks, Cowboy. But, yeah, I saw my man Magny Neil always it. fighting smart, not yeah. trying to get punched in the face. Love it. <laughs> not getting knocked out. That's like right. That Hands of steel, you can't hit me. That's it. <laughs> I like that in my fighters. Guys who don't get knocked out. That's it. I appreciate my that My guy fights smart, long, rangy. <laughs> Especially when I got Fucking money loss on. he took to Chiesa was embarrassing when I had to see that. Lost to Michael Chiesa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chiesa's no joke, but I, know. I, know <laughs> I just wanted. But you know, it was a sad day. I was like, my man back at it. He's made a bet, and then yeah, he just yeah. got worked. And I was like, ah, come on, Neil was smarter than this. Yeah, I put those fights on. I looked up and I was like, oh, oh, look, it's the kid. The kid yeah. Neil's out here again. Should have just loaded up on my guy plus one sixty. This week. ah, fuck you, see, cowboy. That's, see, that's how I feel. <laughs> that's how I feel about this weekend. But every single time I make a bet, every single time. That like my sports emotions line up with like the betting window, it never works out perfectly. We go even going back to the Patriots spreads and shit like that. It just never, it never turns out. So we'll see. Maybe this week will be different. Uh, maybe not. But either way, I'm pulling for Charles Oliveira. You're pulling for Ferguson and Chandler for very different reasons. Uh, I think it's gonna be a great card. Did you check out any, any of that Canelo fight this weekend? Uh, fuck no. I don't pay for those things. I I, I don't know, man. There's I didn't say I didn't ask if you paid for it. I asked you if you checked it. So so out. here's the the problem with boxing. That is the biggest problem. It's just like, one, the top guys just don't fight the top guys. It's just, yeah, this other guy, he might be good. He is or whatever. I don't care. It's not the issue. The issue is you start in your main event at like 1230. I have real problems with that shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, even UFC's kind of come around on that. Like last year, you know, it's going to start too late. You know, no it's thanks. Old well, they don't have a choice. They keep cutting fights out. They got to move shit along. Exactly. Yeah, that boxing shit takes forever. Um, honestly, I feel the same way as you do. I, mean, I'm, I don't follow, I follow boxing much less than I follow MMA. Um, I follow the big stars every now and then, but I do pay attention to Canelo because it seems like, like you said, he's really ducking these top stars. Uh, he's fighting these no-name guys, and I guess it's something to do. But um, yeah, I'd be interested to see who he fights next because apparently, I, you probably don't even know this, but uh, there's, a, there's a fighter named Demetrius Andrade, Boo Boo Andrade, who's apparently like the next big thing, but Canelo doesn't want to fight him, and his trainer is from here. And so, like, everyone around here is just like, what's next? And he even had a shirt. He was at the fight with a shirt, said both these guys are ducking boo-boo Android. So it's just like he's trying to rile up the media attention. But Whatever, that's the thing. These guys don't fight each other. Yeah, until you so, play somebody good, cares? bro, it's not going to be that interesting. And that's just kind of. That's boxing's problem. It'll forever be boxing's problem. And that's what Thank makes, you, Dana White. Right. I was like, that's what makes MMA <laughs> kind of great, to be honest with you. Uh, that about wraps it up for us, man. Is there anything else? Oh, I did want to touch on the Red Sox real quick just because. Why? I don't care about baseball. Because I told you at the beginning of the year, I told everybody, all right, the Red Sox are never favored any year they win the World Series. And all I want to point out is where what? This is May? Awesome. So awesome. We've been, we've, been, we've, been, we've had baseball for two months. Everyone thought the Red Sox were going to be crap, and then the Yankees this, and the Dodgers that, and the Astros that. The Red Sox are currently 22-13. and 13. They have the best record in baseball, the most wins, the fewest losses, and I'm not saying they're going all the way. And that's but 45 games. That's still 100 and what? It's 35 games. <laughs> oh, it's 35 games? 22-13. Even, it's even worse. It's even worse. It's still what? 100 and... 17 games left, 127 games left. Yeah. No, thank it's not you. Even a fifth I'm not schedule. even trying to give a shit about this. Like I said, it's never the year when they're predicted. Like you looked up for me, they're still plus 325 to win the AL East, plus 800 for the AL, 18 to 1 for the Red Sox to win the World Series right now, folks. 
I'm not saying you have to, but, uh, you know, between Dogecoin and the Red Sox, they're giving away free money now, people. So don't say. Don't say you weren't warned. Don't say you weren't told. Uh, that'll about do it for us for episode number 26, man. Tim Tebow's getting ready to to come in here, I think, <laughs> do another episode with us. <laughs> so, so we can get Anthony out of here before he burns the place down. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning in and listening. You can get us on Spotify. There's real Radio. tight ends out there who need jobs, and we're going to get Tim Tebow via tight end. This is ridiculous. Damn right we are. You're damn right we are. There's always room for more Timmy T. Uh, we are available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And as always, you can catch us back here again next week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys soon.